0: Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. One more time, I think we ought to just make lift our voices toward heaven. through in this service right now thank you lord for breaking through in this service right now if i didn't feel so strong about what i was preaching today i wouldn't even preach right now but i feel strong so it's gonna i'm gonna uh shorten it i won't preach a full message but i've got a word from god today i want to share it with you god's gonna continue the work he started right here And God's going to confirm what He just started in some of you. In the last few moments, God's getting ready to confirm it through the power of His Word. Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Aren't you glad for a church where the presence of God moves? Thank you, singers, musicians, all of you who lead us before the throne of God. We appreciate you so very much. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 3 says this. To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down. That word is a Hebrew word, and it means literally to break through or to cause there to be a breach in something that previously was standing. There's a time to break down, a time to build up. One more time, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. God bless you. You may be seated today. The Lord, our God, is a builder. Somebody shout, "He's He's a builder. He built this universe. He built a city. He told Abraham, go look for a city whose builder and maker is God. He builds our most holy faith. He, unless He builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. He builds men. And he builds women. He builds young people. He builds children. And he said upon this rock I shall build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Our God is a builder. He is earnest. He is discerning. He is meticulous in that which he builds. The old t-shirt said I know I'm somebody. Because God don't make no junk. How true it is today that our God is a builder. And the scripture declares to us that he is a very purposeful. And he is a very circumspect creator. As a matter of fact, just in case his example of building would not be enough. He gave to us his word as an assurance. That he would never do anything in your life or in mine. Or in his church that was not without forethought and planning. Telling us through the prophet Isaiah that the word of the Lord was unto them. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. He builds and what he builds it lasts. For what he builds is touched by the very hands of eternity. I want to make certain that whatever I do and wherever I go and whatever it is that I become. That I keep myself always in the hands of the builder of lives and of destinies. That is God who is a builder. But there is another builder that you need to be aware of this morning. He is always lurking on the fringes of our existence. His demonic legions are carefully paying attention to every detail of our lives. Knowing that no matter who you are. And no matter how strong of a Christian that you might be. That at some point in time. We all undoubtedly will give him a glimpse into those areas of our lives. In which we are prone to distraction. To temptation. And to struggle. It's in these varied venues that he will most assuredly seek to build what is called a stronghold. A stronghold is a place of resistance. It's a place of spiritual opposition and intelligence gathering for the enemy, from the seat of which hell begins its insidious infiltration into our hearts, our minds, and eventually into our souls. Don't ever mistake the fact that Satan is likewise a builder. Scripture tells us that hell hath enlarged herself. Hell maintains a constant, continual building project. And everywhere that we fail to keep the flow of godliness moving into our lives, Satan busies himself building walls. Walls are good mainly for one thing, and that is that they separate. God's walls... Separate us from sin. And they separate us from worldliness. But Satan's walls. Are an attempt. To set to separate us from God. And his word. He is keenly aware. Of the power. Of both God's presence. And God's word. Folks. I want to tell you today. That there is nothing. There is nothing. Like God's presence. And God's word. They are water. And they are bred to the soul of mankind. There is not one person in this room right now. That doesn't need God's presence and God's word. I'm going to tell you about his presence, his spirit. That all enveloping, all consuming supernatural force. That has the unique ability to engulf us into a dimension that is not of this world. Is there anybody here that's ever found themselves lost in the presence of the Lord? When time ceased to move and everything stood still and you didn't care what everybody else did, but you knew that you had you had entered somehow into that very most sacred of places where God's spirit dwells and God's spirit is in a constant and continual flow. The Bible says that Moses took Joshua. And they went into the tabernacle. And it says that there Moses spoke with the Lord. But when he left the scripture said. Joshua who was the son of Nun. And he was a young man. The Bible said he did not leave. But he remained on his face before the Lord. Because he had never experienced anything like that before. To be in the presence of the most high God, it's where we begin to experience peace and joy and love beyond our ability to understand. It's where our hearts are awakened to our need of him. And we are touched way down deep within our very souls. G.T. Haywood wrote a song and he exclaimed, oh, sweet wonder. Oh, sweet wonder. Jesus. The Son of God. To be in the presence of Jesus. Is to be in the presence of anything unlike you'll ever know anywhere else in all this world. I've been in the presence of some pretty important people. I've been in the presence of some very wealthy people. But I have never experienced anything that made me feel like I felt. I found myself lost in the presence of the Most High God. He is A sweet wonder. If you've never been lost in his presence. Then you may not understand what I'm trying to say right now. But for those of you who have. You know the indescribable glory. Of lifting your face toward heaven. And tears of thanksgiving beginning to roll down your cheeks. And suddenly you find yourself in a place. That is untouched by pain. It is unmarred by time and it is undefiled by the wickedness of this world. In the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. That's where you'll find everything that you need. I am preaching today that we are in the glorious presence of the Most High God. I am preaching today that we are in the beautiful presence of the Most High God. Would you do me a favor and just dim the lights in this room for me a little bit? We find ourselves today where angels would love to feel what it is that you feel. They worship Him, they know of Him, but they do not get to experience what you and I get. To experience. They are around him. And they are near him. But they never, never feel the glory. Of his presence. Like you and I feel it. Because they know no difference. But for you and I. Who have walked through places of life. That are dirty. You and I. Who have walked in places of life. That are treacherous. Those of us that have come through things found ourselves on the other side, standing before a good God. We know what it means to come from one side and come out on the other side into the presence of God. Oh, the glory of His presence. I wonder if there's anybody right now, I'm not through preaching, but anybody right now that's hungry for the glory of His presence. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Would you do that?
1: Arise to your rest and be blessed.
0: Do that again, please.
1: Oh, Oh, the glory.
0: we glory
1: In your day, let your feel
0: talking about the glory of his presence today there is nothing like the presence of God. Not only do we have access to His presence, but there is also His Word. I challenge you right now to remember the very first time the Word of God came to you and you recognized it. And you knew that His Word was life. You remember when you couldn't wait to hear what the Lord wanted to speak into your spirit. Do you remember when all you wanted was to get to the house of God? Because you knew the word of God would be there. And God would speak something to you that would cause you to live more than you had ever lived before. I am preaching and I am telling you. In this church we must hunger for God's presence, His spirit. And we must hunger for God's word. And the devil is busy in all of our lives trying to build up walls that would block the flow of God's spirit and God's word to us. He is looking for areas where we are distracted. And he sees them. And he begins to put brick upon brick. As the Lord builds line upon line and precept upon precept, the enemy builds excuse upon excuse and justification upon justification till we get to the point where we come to church and we enter into this holy house. You better hear me right now. And we cannot feel the Spirit of God. And we do not receive the Word of God. And I am telling you today, strongholds must come down. Go study it. Seven churches of Asia Minor, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamus, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Seven churches with seven different messages that the Lord spoke to each one. But he ended, notice this, he spoke seven different messages to seven churches. But he ended every message with the same words, saying he that. An ear to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit saith. Because it doesn't matter what God is saying if you don't have an ear to hear what He is saying. You and I need ears that are attuned toward heaven. You and I need to hear God's word. You and I need to receive God's word. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord has been telling me. The Lord has been telling me. There are people in this church. You're good people. And you love the Lord. And you feel like you've been doing what's right. But if you were to really search today what the Spirit is saying, you would find that there are walls that have been built in your life not telling you that you don't love God. And I'm not telling you that you're not trying to live for God. I am telling you that while you weren't even aware of it. The enemy came in into areas. And began to build up walls. Because he knew that because of your distractions. He knew because of your temptations. He knew because of your struggles. Where he had the opportunity to block the flow of what God wanted to do. If you did not catch on and become aware of it. And so strongholds built. I'm going to tell you something about strongholds. Strongholds are not one and done. You better hear. I'm I'm telling you I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost right now. And I've got a word from God. Strongholds are not once and done. Just because you tore it down ten years ago. Doesn't mean that it's not been rebuilt today. And sometimes we find ourselves in a false sense of security because we think because we dealt with that many years ago or some time ago that it's all fine now, but the enemy's just waiting for you to grow comfortable again. And then he's going to begin to try to build a stronghold in your life. And if you listen to me and you hear the spirit of what's being preached right now, your spirit's going to bear witness with it because you know it's true. And you're going to recognize the truth of what I'm saying. And the Lord has told me there are strongholds that have come down over the last few years for some of us that have been built back up. And it's time that we break through today in the presence of God. Walls, walls, walls. The enemy is feverishly working to construct as many walls as he possibly can. Through whatever means that he possibly can. In order to separate you from the spirit and the word of God. But I've been with the Lord. And I have heard him say. That the time has come for you and I to break through. I'm here on an assignment from heaven today. Today you must break through every wall that hell has built toward your demise. Today walls of isolation. Are coming down. Today. Walls of hypocrisy. Are coming down. Today. Walls of fear. Come down. Today. Walls of hatred. Come down. Today. Walls of disappointment. Come down. Today. Walls of frustration. Come down. Today. Today, Walls of unrealized expectations are coming down. Today, walls of anger are coming down. Today, walls of alcohol addiction are coming down. Today, walls of resentment are coming down. Today, walls of sexual impurity are coming down. Today, walls of jealousy are coming down. And today, walls of intimidation are coming down. The Lord gave me those. And those walls are going to come down today if you will break through. How do I break through, Pastor? The way to break through is to pray through. The way to break through is to pray through. When we humble ourselves before God, we find ourselves at His feet. And we earnestly seek Him. When was the last time you prayed until you prayed through? Not prayed because it was what was expected at the end of a sermon. But you prayed until you prayed through. Exodus 19, verses 20 through 24. And I'm ending with this. Scripture says, And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mountain. and Moses went up. The Lord said to Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest They break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest they break forth upon them, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou charged us, saying, Set bounds around the mount and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down. And thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priest and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. You say, that doesn't make sense. You're preaching about breaking through. And here the Lord said, to not break through. Let me tell you what's going on here. In Exodus, the timing was not right for the people to break through to the Lord. He said, if you do it, you will die. But when Jesus completed his work of Calvary, he declared, it is finished. And scripture says that the veil that separated the holy place from the holiest of holies was rent in twain so that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. They weren't able to handle it. But in our dispensation, we are. Notice what God told them would happen if they broke through. He said, if you break through to me, then I will break forth upon you. What was not for them is indeed today for us. And I have come with the word from the Lord. If you will break through. I am declaring that God himself is about to break forth over you. If you will break through. God will break forth in your life. And I am taking authority right now in the name of Jesus. Over every spiritual attack. I am taking authority right now in the name of Jesus over every addiction, over every tactic of the enemy. I take authority over it. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bind it. We take dominion over it. It is placed into our hands right now. And we take it from our hands and we put it underneath our feet. And Lord, you said if we'd break through, you'd break forth. So God, what I've just said, I have declared in faith that these people are getting ready to break through. And as these people break through, God, you're getting ready to break forth. And everything we just declared is going to happen in the name of Jesus. It was when Jesus came back from the wilderness. The scripture said in the power of the spirit. That he began to destroy the strongholds that had existed for millennia. Listen. Y'all can come. Come on. Listen. Jesus did not tear down strongholds. 30 years old. Right? Right? God manifest in flesh, right? Jesus didn't tear down a single stronghold until he came back from the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And then he began to bring down the devil's kingdom. The reason some of you haven't been able to tear down the devil's kingdom is because you haven't come back in the power of the Spirit. And today, God's calling you to an altar in the wilderness. And if you will make your way to the altar in the wilderness... The power of the Spirit is going to come upon you, and you're going to go back out into your world, and you're going to begin to pull down strongholds that the devil has raised. Step out from where you are. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is in this house. You feel it, and you know it. Come on, right now. Come to an oh, oh, wilderness altar. Come to a wilderness altar. So that you can find the power of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Today's a day to pour your heart out. Today is a day to empty yourself before the Lord. Today is a day for you not to go through motions. I came, I'm telling you. The Lord has been in my ear and he has been speaking to me and I have come with his word. This is for you. This message is for you.